Welcome to Mormons on Mushrooms. In this podcast, we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a fulfilling life. We often discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health a priority. In addition, the opinions offered by our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts of this podcast. If you'd like to support the program, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash Mormons on Mushrooms. Thank you for listening and enjoy. I've never I've never tried playing that song before. That's um going to California by Led Zeppelin, you know? Okay, yeah. But um, yesterday, as I was kind of in the afterglow and sort of still in between trying to figure out if I was uh, back or not, uh-huh. I was just like, dude, I feel like I can hear every note on the song going to California in my head. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go try. Uh, I'm going to go grab my guitar. And sure enough, I, I don't I don't know how that kind of stuff works or how it came through me, but like. I just started playing it. And then I was like, Oh, I think I know the words. So I was just singing it. And Are you serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a weird thing. Had I've you never tried, tried to play it on it. the guitar before. I've never tried playing that song on the guitar before. I mean, a huge, Led, I mean, you know, growing up, that was like the thing. I was a big Led Zeppelin fan, but, yeah. but um, yeah, I've never tried, you know, a lot of people learn to play the guitar, like with uh stairway to heaven. Uh huh. Yeah. I've never played, I've never even tried to learn stairway to heaven. I've never tried, you know, I know how to play a whole lot of love, but I just was feeling like that there's something cool in going to California, just kind of like the dream state, kind of the Mm -hmm. trip state that they talk about. Like, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm feeling that today. And it just came out of me, man. So when we're not recording right now, are we? Oh, I hit record, but Oh, I was just going to say, so when my family got home that when I was totally, totally clear, I was like, Hey, check this out. So I played it. And my wife was like, I never heard you play that one. In fact, at the beginning, she was like, is this, did you write this song? And I was like, no, I I did not write this song. Robert Plant and Jimmy Page wrote this song. And she was like, man, she's like, I I was starting to think like, are we quitting our jobs? And like, cause you know, obviously going to California is one of the most amazing songs ever written. Yeah. Anyway. So that's what I just I just wanted to see if I could do it on that guitar while you're European. You're nailing it. Oh, we've got a friend here. Who do we got? Is it the birthday boy? No, not the birthday boy. Even hey. better. What's up? How's it going? Do you feel like the three of us could just sit here and chat and we don't need to worry about having a podcast and we can just like catch up? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I mean it is recording right now. Oh. Okay. Great. <laughs> we'll cut it out. <laughs> Quote unquote. Really I always tease Mike like We'll cut it out and it never gets cut out. We, it's not a meme. We say that every episode, at every least once episode. or twice. Yeah. I was listening back to one of our old uh, episodes and I started getting annoyed. Like, I think that we need to stop saying we'll cut this out. But then I was like, oh, it's kind of a part of our charm a little bit. Like, we're, 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 we're just going off the cuff here. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing for sure. And, when you guys do cut stuff out, it's at least it's seamless. You can't tell, but you leave that. Well, let's cut this out in. And so, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> it's pretty true. 
Sometimes it's so hard to cut out though. Yeah. So, Audrey, I was telling Mike, I did a, since everyone was gone, I did a, a, a mushroom trip yesterday oh. after the basketball game. Yeah. And I would like that's, that shit got me, uh, all of the stuff that's been going wrong lately. I've, I was really, really having a hard time with for a while yesterday, but I, but I came out and here I am. Look, I'm glowing. I look, I, I'm happy. You are glowing. Yeah. Did it bring yeah. some insights though to all the craziness? I think so. Um, maybe the, maybe it brought some insights or maybe it um, helped curb my need to constantly have insights and constantly grow and constantly be driving myself to self-improvement and to like getting more enlightened and more uh, in touch with all this kind of stuff. It was just like, I think that you can just chill homie. Like I, I think that you don't need to worry so much about um, always improving or having something to report or having some profound experience. You, you can just enjoy this as a altered state of consciousness and play around in it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that, that shit that I was talking to Mike today and it's like all of those that need to always grow and to have insights that that's happening every second. If we'll look oh, at it all the it's time, always coming all the time, whether we want it or not. And it's that stuff that comes up that it's like, it can provide the most growth, but we don't, I want to move on from that and, and go to the more enlightened, beautiful stuff. But it's that daily shit that that grows that provides the most growth, you know. It's almost like it gets. I have man, I can't, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. It almost it's almost like I'm going to use a Harry Potter reference. I hope that's okay. Yes. You want to join us for the podcast, no. Dave? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like this is great. I know you guys need to just talk about this on the podcast. Well, I I, 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 I first of all, like I said, I am happy to just have three of us chat and we don't even need to have a podcast. I, I just am happy to see the two of you. Look at the two of you. You're the cutest couple I know. You're super cute. I want to, I want to get in the, in between the two of you and kiss you both on the oh, cheek boy. and put my arms around you and just be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I want to hear this Harry Potter thing and then I'll let you guys. Oh yeah. It. You know, in, I don't know which one it is, but when Harry Potter is trying to help Dumbledore break all the horcruxes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there's that one where they have to like, like Dumbledore has to drink all the water from that little basin. And like, as it happens, there's all this shit going on. Mm -hmm. And there's all these like arms and bodies and legs and stuff reaching up to grab at Harry and Dumbledore to like take them away from the task of just, you know, going across in that boat and getting out of there. And I was just thinking like, man, that's a really good, the distractions of life as far as like work, community, family, all of the different things that are, that are like, oh, I'm going to let this destroy my whole mood. I'm going to let this like be something that I lay in bed thinking about or be awake worrying about, or like just have that heavy feeling. I'm like, this is small stuff. This is just small little hands reaching up from the deep to try to like prevent me from having a good journey or having a good mm. experience mm. in life or, 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 or just pursuing bliss, you know? Mm. And it's like, I don't know how real those hands are. It's like self-imposed, um, you know, uh, uh, imprisonment sometimes. That's what I was feeling yesterday. Yeah. That's beautifully. It's a beautiful imagery though. 
because that is all the time. And it's like you are always in that spot where you're trying to drink that water and those mm. hands, it's all the time. It doesn't it's incessant. Yeah, that's how that's exactly it. That's how mm-hmm. I was feeling. I was and I was even feeling sick from <laughs> drinking the water. You know? <laughs> 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 Every time. <laughs> Oh, hey, yeah. I was going to say this on the on the podcast, but Audrey, I'll say it to you. So I did do a new thing yesterday while I was tripping, and that is I listened from beginning to end on on vinyl to two Grateful Dead albums. Now, I have never given a shit about the Grateful Dead. You know, Deadheads, you see their artwork everywhere. I mean, the Grateful Dead is the most prolific band like ever, maybe. And... uh but yesterday I was like, well, I want to see what they're grateful. To. Well, I want to see what's up. I want to see what these folks are talking about. Like, what are we up to here? And I, I have to admit, like, I, I get it. Like, I, I get, I get the Grateful Dead now. I was like, oh shit, these guys are just, like these guys are doing a whole, these guys are doing a whole thing. It's a whole fucking thing. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Grateful Dead. I guess I'm a deadhead now. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, what am I missing out on? I didn't know I was missing out on the Grateful Dead, but legitimately, yeah. Never, ever, ever have I listened to more. You know, I know the song, you know, I know like their famous ones like Ride in that train, high on cocaine. Like I know a couple of Grateful Dead songs and yeah. I just never gave a shit. But yesterday I was like, Oh, okay, Jerry Garcia and Grateful Dead. I'm I'm in. Like I'm in. I want to buy your ice cream and get a bumper sticker and a and a minivan or a Volkswagen van and, and travel. I'm ready. It took it took one trip and you're ready to be one trip. Forty years old to make you dead. Thirty end. years after they've even toured, and I'm like, Oh, I love the Grateful Dead now. By the way, <laughs> so I can't can't wait to see see you the next uh, gathering. Yeah. What are they called? Yeah. I mean, no, no. Deadheads. Deadheads, yeah. Yeah. Concert, yeah. I would guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just call it concert. I guess that's what most people call them, right? Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. Have so much fun, guys. Love you, I love you, Good Audrey. You. I kind of want to keep all of that Cheers. in, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Man, I was thinking we've only done, this is only what, our fourth one we've done, just me and you. Is that right? I, I, was, I was trying to figure out how many we've done, just two of us. I think so. Which is kind of crazy, right? The After- first one we recorded, which was mm-hmm. the moon gazing one. Mm-hmm. That's the one I was listening to. And yeah. the sound quality is shitty. And you and I yeah. are kind of nervous talking about it, but it might be, it's maybe our best one. Like, it's funny. We're just sitting there like trying to figure all this stuff out, you know? Yeah. Isn't that, that was the first one we recorded and we just did it. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. And I know, I know at the time we needed the whole like, uh, maybe we should never release these things. You know, what if we never do? What if it's just me and you doing therapy every week and we never have to release them? And we're like, okay, good. We don't have to release that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been, I'm glad to just have the two of us talking because like, this is what the, I mean, for me, this is what this is for is just a therapy session uh, to talk to someone who knows me inside and out and just, share some of the stuff and like having get like, it's been fun. Like having guests on, we've met so many cool people. I was thinking about like Dan and Julie and, and mm-hmm. just some of the people that we've had on, but I don't know, dude, I've been looking forward to this for the last few days. Ever since you said, Hey, do you want to just do you yeah. and me? I've just been yeah. like, fuck yeah, I do. I just want to talk to Mike. And I, yeah, we, 
quite frankly, it could be like a 20 minute episode. That's just like a mini episode because we talk too much about just you and me stuff, but I'm so happy to have that conversation. I think it's fine, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know. It's kind of crazy, right? How to think how maybe this is too much reminiscing, but when you called me that day and like, let's, we should do a podcast. And I was kind of like, well, it wasn't even that. It was just like, Mike, your stories would be great on a podcast. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, we could talk about whatever. Um, and then now, like, I just never thought it would be this. Can you, I don't know. I never thought it would be, like, we've just met, you were talking about the cool people we've met. I don't want to name all their names because it, I mean, not even just guests we brought on the podcast, but people in our Facebook community, people who've supported us, people who we've met who just reach out and say, hey, I've listened to the show and thank you for what you guys are doing and people wanting to share their stories that we haven't been able to get on and maybe, you know, just, yeah, it's a cool deal, right? Yeah, it's been cool. I don't think that we thought that we'd have thousands. <laughs> I, I didn't think that we'd never, when you and I were talking about this, did I think that, oh, yeah, thousands of people will listen to it. No, I, I thought this will just be a fun way for you, for for Mike and, and Doug to like, almost like time capsule. Like I thought that, you know, mm-hmm. you and I would 20 years from now, we'd be like getting together for a thing. And like one of us would roll out, like, listen to these recordings that we made 20 years ago. Yeah, and right? <laughs> it'd be just funny to, funny to hear our younger selves. That's what I kind of thought it was. And maybe it still is. I mean, maybe that's still what this is. And you know, this thing, who knows how long it, it, it could go on, but like, it's, yeah, I, I, I'm glad today we're doing what we set out to initially do, which is just share some funny trip stories and talk about our, um, our journey in this stuff. Yeah. Well, it's been a good journey and I'm excited. I think, and it's fun to see, I guess the people like, you know, we're talking about the, the Facebook community and the people listening. It's been fun to see their journeys too. You know, yeah. it's just going to be, it's, I don't know. There's something, and I don't want to put too much weight to it again, but there's something about this whole it's time thing. Uh, it's kind of fun to kind of see unfold in a way. Right. And I think it's going to keep unfolding. And so let's just, I don't know Did I put too much weight to it now. I kind of did. I don't, I don't think that you did. I I had those words, you know, it's time. Don't you remember it's time, which I want to get, I want to get you a t-shirt that, that says that, uh, for your birthday. But, uh, I love that. I was thinking about that yesterday when I, when I was tripping, I was like, those, those words kept running through my mind and I was like, oh yeah, that means something a little different to me than it did when Mike first said it. Like, mm-hmm. I guess as, as we've, I, I guess along the, the, the last year or so, I've kind of thought that it was like, <laughs> it's time for us to pivot into something different and kind of, you know, l- l- release some of the trauma that we've had and, and, and kind of free ourselves from these shackles. But yesterday when I, when it was running through my brain, I was like, Oh no, it, this is the only time like the, right now is the only time. It's the only time that we can be uh, who we can be the only time we can, we can exist. And I spent so much time trying to, stress and worry and feel guilty and regret the past and, and predict and project and plan for the future that yesterday, those words, it's time. Don't you remember? It's time. Um, took on a new meaning for me yesterday. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, now, 
is it, it, the time is right now. That's all I have. So enjoy this and the other stuff will be okay. So thank you, Mike. Damn, it just gave me chills, buddy, with that. With It's time. Now is all we have. It's yeah. time. Don't you remember? It's time. And it's not tomorrow. It's not worrying about what, what's happening in the next step. It's not regretting what happened or where we could have been. Yeah, it's time now. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk uh, about this trip. Yeah, into, I've been trying. You already mentioned a little bit about it, which I think I'm going to keep a little bit. We'll edit around it. Seth will help us. (laughs) Well, I'll just dive in. I, um, I was alone. So I was like, well, I got, I got no obligations. I got nobody around. I would love to dig in a little bit and go deep. So I, so I, I did a a mushroom trip yesterday and I was really feeling ready for just like a laughing, happy, mischievous prankster kind of trip. And I mean, I, I went dark really quick, like really quick. It, it went dark and you know, it, that doesn't last very long. It it lasts very long when you're in that situation where you think it's never going to end, but, but it, uh, you know, as far as like, if you're looking at a clock, it didn't last very long, but yeah. I, <laughs> I started getting into this feeling of, you know, I, I get really strong into imagery, whether I have my eyes open or closed, you know, that about me that my brain, my, my imagination kind of runs wild. And I kind of start painting these pictures in my brain of, of sort of like, uh, things going on. And yeah, you see a lot of images like that. And I see, I feel like I, my hear like more of a voice Yeah, usually like, it's like yeah. a speaking to me and yours is like, Audrey's that way too. She sees a lot of visuals. And- yeah, it's interesting because I think that normally I, yeah, I normally I, I, I have a hard time quieting the my inner voice. Like my inner voice is really loud and sometimes obnoxious to me. And so for me, you know, those trip states, whether they're light or dark or happy or a little bit sad. It does quiet my inner voice, but it instead of the inner voice, it throws up all these like it projects all these images of um, almost like cartoonish uh, extravagance and cartoonish uh, debauchery sometimes. Yeah. Not debauchery in the sense of like, uh, you know, a bunch of people fucking, but like <laughs> just people with ill intent, you know, pe- people mm-hmm. who have. Uh, or maybe a little bit malevolent towards uh, me, which is not true. I mean, the, the people that show up in my, in my trips are, are people I know and love and strangers, you know, and just entities that I've created out of thin air or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I had a, I had a tough time yesterday. Cause I was like, I, I was, I was not trusting anyone. I mean, I started going down the path of like, it just seems like I can't trust anyone, including myself because anytime something good comes along, there's this sense of, oh, this is a good thing. We recognize that this is a good thing and other people are going to want to experience this good thing. So how can we profit off of it? How can we, uh, how can we take something that people want or need and make money off of it or make ourselves rich and famous? And mm-hmm. I started looking at my 
I started looking at my professional life. I started looking at like people that I'm friends with who are starting to get, you know, trying to get businesses off the ground. I even looked at the podcast. I mean, we don't, we, we don't advertise or charge anything for the podcast, but we, we still do have a, a Patreon set up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was feeling guilty about that. I was like, well, I don't want people to feel like they, they need to, I mean, you know, I, and I, I came, I came around on things like that where I was like, oh, I mean, you know, there's an energetic exchange. I mean, bartering is, is cool and, and yeah. money has its uses, but I was really starting to distrust the intentions of everyone and feeling completely alone in the universe. Like, <laughs> and I was looking around at these projections of people in my, in my trip. And I was kind of getting upset with them. Like, are they, do they mean it? Does anyone mean it? Like we're all just like these, we're all just these like Frankensteins that were, that were just animated with a little electricity and a little bit of, uh, you know, vim and vigor. (laughs) You know, we're, we're animated by consciousness Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that made us say me and gimme, gimme, gimme and mine, mine, mine and greed and, and selfishness is just the, the, the very concept of, of uh, consciousness. This is what I was thinking mm-hmm. in, the, yeah. in, the, in the trip yeah. step. And so I started getting into like, I, I started going down a path where I, I, I was really mad at, at the patriot, at men for the way that we've treated each other and women and children for the last 12,000 years, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. At least. <laughs> and I started getting, I, I started getting kind of mad at, at women for, um, um, allowing for us to do that. I, I don't, that, that's, a, that sounds like a real shitty thing for me to say, but like for then, then taking on, like, if you look in the business world or if you look at in some of these other areas of success that we, that we, that we gauge as success, a lot of times these like cold, harsh, cruel, ill intent personality traits are the ones that are, uh, they're not, I don't know that anyone considers them valuable for people who rise to positions of power or leadership, but it is what we, um, we get what we deserve a lot of the time. I mean, we, that's who we put in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's what we think it takes to be professional or shrewd. And I was really going down a a bad place with that. And I kind of grasped onto, I was talking earlier about the concept of just time, like the moment. Now is the time. Don't you remember? Now is the time. I started grasping the concept of now, the concept of presence. And I was like, oh, I, I think that in my present state, it's okay to marginalize some of those negative qualities, cruelty, harsh, cold, insensitive uh, personality types with the opposite, which is there's room to be professional, to be a husband and father, to be a friend, to be a uh, just a person who exists. It's okay to bring warmth and love and softness into uh, another person's life. Because what I ended up kind of feeling is that including me, all of us 
are on a stage and we play the character, we play the part mm. that we have built up um, the expectation to play. So I, I have an expectation of myself that I play a certain part. Um, I have an expectation of you, Mike. I have an expectation of the people I work with. I have an expectation of my family. I have an expectation of my coworkers. And they all have expectations of themselves and of me. And so we all do this little fun dance on the stage. We're like little marionettes on the stage that are uh, just yeah. doing our best to fulfill that role. And I was like, do I have to, I don't know that I have to fulfill that role. And I think I can soften that role of just being, um, just having, just being love, just, you know, sharing and expressing uh, love and warmth and softness. And it doesn't take any way. It doesn't take anything away from me. I have a hard time believing yeah. that it's going to make me less financially successful. I have a hard time believing that it's going to make me look like a, uh, like a, something weak. I, in fact, I think that could. that's something strong. Sorry. I'm talking a lot. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying you, um, you said that worry it's going to affect you, but it, it's going to affect that role that you were talking about. Right. Um, so cool. Cause I was just thinking, um, and I talked about this, we were guests on the, um, through Instagram, you weren't able to join, but Shalise and I on the energy is love podcast. Yeah, I which, listened oh, to it. I you guys were awesome. Craig and Stephanie, they're beautiful beings and they are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. People should check out that podcast for sure. I think they've got over 200 episodes now. So, oh wow. um, yeah, just very good vibe, good wisdom. But on that, I shared something that's been coming up for me a lot lately that whoever you think you are, you are not that. Hmm. And I'm that. reading a, a book called uh, the soul souls code from, um, James Hillman. Um, and he's talking about that just in the beginning on kind of what you were talking about with like, we all have these roles, right? We were born with certain, um, you know, we have our genetics and then how we were raised, you know, you think nature, nurture, um, but we're really not any of that either. We're something, we're a spark, we're a, we're an acorn, something that's been encoded within us the potential, the potential of what we want to experience and what drives that on what drives that role. I mean, I almost think about it visualizing of like, you're about to go play. And I don't want to trivialize it by saying a video game, because I think there's more meaning here than we're just playing a fucking game, you know? But if you look at it that way, okay, I pulled up my PlayStation. I'm going to pick an avatar. I'm going to pick Doug. Doug's going to be raised in this environment. You know, he's going to have very handsome chiseled features. He's going <laughs> to be, an, you know, driven to be an executive who wants to be Mormon, you know, in this environment. And you're going to, I'm going to play that character. And everyone's going to think this about him. But really, you're the person, you're the soul wanting to experience that character. Oh, I love that. And, but then there's that pull, right? There's that pull of like, can I keep the Harry Potter part in? Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if, I don't know if I mentioned names that I should have mentioned, we'll, but we'll figure out. Till we like, can figure maybe, that out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure that out just because I want to reference that, like that pull of that role of that role that we think we are trying to keep us in that, you know, yeah. you seeing all those hands grabbing you wanting you to, to not get on that is, does he supposed to get on a boat and cross the water? What's going on? But I forget. 
Well, yeah, they, yeah, they have to go across this water and then back, you know, again, but while they're in this little Island, that's where the little, you know, that's right. tub so, is where he has to drink the water or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So get in the boat and go across. And I'm thinking of like, there's a tarot card, the six of swords where it's like in a boat and leaving on the water. Hell yeah. Going on your next journey. Like where, where's your soul's journey calling you? But that role keeps like, you know, or who we're supposed to be in that role keeps pulling, which. Oh man. Uh, I love that. I I'll, uh, yeah, I, you know, that actually brings up a kind of a way to put a button on, on how I came out of yesterday's trip. So that idea of just it's on to the next journey and there's something really valuable in that of just keep going on that journey mm-hmm. and see where it takes you. And, you know, we, we talk about, um, we talk about like seeing what flows and we use a lot of, we use a lot of those terms like energy and vibrations and waves and stuff like that. But a lot of times I'm trying to force my boat, mm-hmm. you know, I'm using, I'm using sails and I'm using motors and I'm kind of navigating it with me. You know, maybe I got an oar and a paddle, but a lot of times there's some value in just letting the water take us and see where that, see where that journey goes. And, and you're riding, you're riding one wave and and that crashes and becomes, you know, surf that goes back into the ocean and, and then another wave comes back in. And what, what it was for me was, um, I started getting this real shitty image of myself, um, of just changing, basically trading Mormonism for another thing that I can be really, um, passionate about and really Mm -hmm. drawn to and, and go all in and do all the things. And to some extent that, that, that is in my DNA, like it happens and and whether it's in my DNA or whether it's been, you know, hammered into my my whole psyche of like, always be improving, always be learning. You know, I, you know, when you teach, when you teach gospel doctrine, you are always looking for like little, little analogies, little pieces of life that you could use and turn it into a gospel kind of lesson and stuff like that. You know, well, I was constantly thinking of analogies, right? I, I you know, such a good analogy, but you know, I guess I keep doing that on the podcast too. Like I'm always thinking like, Oh, that'll be a cool thing to say on the podcast or this will be a cool analogy to tell. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's, that's the exact thing I was getting in my, in my head. I was like, dude, so you, so I, I'm approaching every single opportunity to explore with these plant medicines. That's not enough for me. I've got to have a good anecdote. I've got to have a good story to tell for the podcast or to share with you or to put in my journal or to, or to add to my, um, my being that makes me a higher vibrational individual or that makes people more drawn to me. And it's like, dude, stop trying to get, stop trying to get from this and maybe just let it wash over you and maybe let just enjoy it and maybe just um, find peace and happiness in it. And as I was doing that back to me having imagery and hallucinate, whatever you want to call it, suddenly I'm at a concert and this is assisted by me listening to music. I, I, I don't know if we have this in the thing I was telling you earlier, I was listening to a Grateful Dead album who I don't, mm-hmm. I don't give two shits about the Grateful Dead up until yesterday. And suddenly I'm like, wow, I really like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, in that, 
in that trip, I'm, I'm at a concert and you know how you, when you go to an outdoor concert, there's always like that real free, mm-hmm. witchy, hippie, free spirit girl who's like dancing and kind of doing that like sway dance and maybe eyes yeah. half closed or all the way closed and or a man a lot in a of butterfly flowing. costume who tries yeah, to maybe she, yeah maybe a maybe a <laughs> butterfly costume you know maybe like a tiara or long flowing hair or like this this like like a weird dress or maybe like really uh unclothed or, or scantily clad or whatever it might yeah. be like the me that is existing in this trip is like, has so many thoughts about her. First, it's the misogynistic thoughts about, oh, is she attractive or not? Like, is she physically good looking? And then I'll make some judgments. If she's not, then I'll make harsher judgments about her actions than if she is, right? That's Mm -hmm. freaking obstacle number one is, and I'm just sitting there like putting, projecting my bullshit onto other people. The next thing is I'm like watching her dance and I'm like, oh, I wonder what she's on, right? Oh, I wonder what, mm-hmm. I wonder what drugs she has taken because she's just doing that. And then I make the judgment of what does she do for a living? What does she do for money? Does she just this free spirit that, that travels around dancing at concerts and flipping her hula hoop or doing her whatever witch tricks and stuff like that? Yeah. So I'm like three or four layers deep of judgment just because a person is dancing and feeling free and feeling in, in, in touch with the universe and in touch with music and just wants to like move their body and feel alive and remind themselves that they, that they exist, that they are, that they are somebody. And meanwhile, I'm looking at it all through this narrow lens, the Doug lens that is total shit that is like, is she good looking? Is she a good dancer? Does she have a job? Mm -hmm. What drugs is she doing? How did she get so close to the stage? Why does she, what is this person? And I'm like, dude, Doug. And this is the thing I kind of like landed on in that trip was dude, just give yourself and everybody else. Just give them a fucking break, man. Mm. Just love them. Just let just be like, hell yeah, girl, dance. Like, get it. I want to come dance with you. I want to see if I can feel that free. Oh, I'm jealous. I want to see if I can like move my body the way you do. It looks yeah. so flowy and cool. And I don't, who cares if it's like some kind of like, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus, like choreographed line dance. Who fucking cares about what the dance is? Just I just want to move my body and feel as free as this girl that I've made up in my mm-hmm. brain that I'm judging. A person who by and large does not exist, but there's a, there's an archetype of her out there dancing at these concerts. I'm sitting there creating a person so that I can judge them and hate on them. And instead it's like, no, maybe that person is you that you've created. Maybe that is your free wild side, Doug. And maybe you ought to listen to her a little bit. Maybe you ought to go see what she's up to and see if you can learn and and have, and and you don't have to learn anything. Just fucking be free for a second and Mm. enjoy this present moment where you're hearing this, this tune and just let it wash over you and go with the flow. Did I heard the angels choir? I heard angels singing when that happened, Mike, I was like, Holy shit. So let's talk about this for a minute. It's so good. Um, damn like, well, one, so 
like how you're saying, but the Doug was saying this, the Doug is saying this, right? Yeah. That the Doug you're talking about is the one who's there is the role is the story you were told Doug is right. That's, that's the one that you're like this guy. And so you're talking about, you created an archetype of her. You're also witnessing all the archetypes inside of you. They're all saying different things, right? You've got the judgmental archetype. You've got the, the Mormon Doug archetype, the professional business Doug archetype or whatever, you know, the, I don't know what, I don't know. There's, you can probably associate all of these to a Jungian archetype, but I'm just going to do it in the realm of Doug. Right. Yeah. And then you've also got the, inner hippie Doug who wants to just flow and be her too, you know, and be dancing with her. And so when you say Doug does no, Doug is the one who's seeing all of those archetypes. Right. Yeah. And, and so when you say channel love to her, I think there's an element of channeling love and holding space for the judgmental Doug as well. That archetype. Oh shit. You know, cause he's, there's a reason why he is doing that because, you know, he was taught either this way, he's this way, or he's worried that like, if he were really as free as her, that he wouldn't be safe. Maybe he wouldn't be loved. He, he would lose the love of some people. Um, and so he's judging, he's channeling that to try to keep you safe. And so there's something yeah, about, that's a I great mean, point, Mike, because all uh, of them are me. Like, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like, oh, hey, everyone listening to the podcast. I went to a concert yesterday. No, I this was all in my head. So yeah. she's me. I mean, everyone in, in that concert is me. The musicians on stage mm-hmm. are me. But for some reason, I'm sitting there focused in on being the me that looks like me standing off to the corner, judging her, but not judging her, judging how others might think about me if I were to be dancing freely Mm -hmm. and to have some kind of weird glitter paint on my face and have these long flowing hair and like maybe, you know, got a hula hoop or something like that. Like it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's me judging me and, and it's, it's me projecting out to the rest of the world. Yeah. Here's, here's kind of some of my, here's the things that make me kind of, um, less than and make me judgmental. And and I'm not, I'm not trying to bag too much on myself here, but it just, it was a good moment for me of being like, dude, I think that you're okay. And I think that you can just give yourself and others a little bit of a, a little bit of a goddamn break. Like just give people a break and love them. Be cool. Yeah. And it shows why, you know, I love like dreams. I mean, that was kind of a dream in a way, right? Having a dream of seeing this woman at a concert, but then seeing, feeling people judge her in a way. Um, Because, You know, it's like when I I talk about, I mean, even last night I had a dream where it was a very Mormon centered dream, right? Where there were some Mormons in there who I don't like or who, um, yeah, for various reasons, there was a missionary in there who'd marked up all of his scriptures. And, but one of the things what you think about a dream is like, oh, these are all parts of me. I still have that part within me. And sometimes you know, it reminds me back to that Mrs. Coulter dream we were talking about with his dark oh, materials yeah. that until I recognized she was in me and could hold space for her too and her pain and what she went through, she was going to keep trying to lock my other personas 
you know, personas of creativity, of playfulness, of you know, the gesture. She was going to keep trying to lock them up in the back of the train. And I, I could keep going and trying to bring those guys out, bring those guys out. But she was always going to keep doing that until I, unless I guess I am able to hold space for her too. If that makes oh, sense. That's, that's beautiful. I'm just letting it wash over me for a second here. So and when you do that, I just feel like that's when it kind of shifts from being, you know, when you, you know, we were talking about on the East Forest episode, my mushroom trip, where I was trying to get rid of the feeling, trying to get rid of a certain part, maybe trying to get rid of a judgmental side of me or trying to get rid of a certain feeling I don't want to feel. And when you're trying to get rid of it, that's when the suffering is, or that's when I feel like it is. And then, Man. and as soon as you allow space for it, it changes. And the, the feeling's still there. That person's still there. You still hear the judge, judgmental Doug talking. Yeah. But he's there and the woman can be dancing too. And you can, and I don't know, and you can decide which one you want to do. Well, right. it's, yeah, you're, you're, you're touching on something here for me about, you know, holding space for all iterations of me and, and also the world around the people around me. You know, mm -hmm. we talked about holding space before, and I mean, geez, you and I did a, did a course on how to more, um, uh, more successfully hold space for someone. And so even hearing you talk about holding space for that, it's like, oh, am I getting back into that thing of self-improvement is like this act of self-improvement is masturbation basically is, is a famous line. But, that, but, but then it really does come to me of like, okay, are you just doing this to try to improve some version of yourself so that you can, you know, feel better about it and feel like you're holding space? So what I'm trying to say here is, I think there's room to just allow space. So instead of like actively mindfully and presently holding space for those iterations of myself, I think maybe there's room for me to just passively allow there to be like, just mm -hmm. accept, not even allow, just accept that people are operating in a larger container than I'm giving credit for, or I'm giving myself credit for. It's like, you don't have to fit into this tiny, you know, really, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of cramped in there, a little box of identity. You can expand that out a little bit and just allow for people to have a little more leeway in there, a little more room to dance and play and sing and run and spin around and do something, something fun or crazy or silly. You know, I, I think you're really hitting something there for me that, I, I babble when I'm, I'm babble. I babble when I'm processing information. So I might be doing that right now, no, but it. that's really hitting me a little bit. <laughs> and holding space for yourself, you know, um, yeah. doing that same thing for yourself, which was one of the big breaks I had on that manifestrix thing is like, Oh, I can hold space for myself <laughs> and hold my, you know, not be constantly like putting pressure on myself. Um, no, just, and when you're doing that, it, I think you were talking about what you're, it's like you're in the now. Yeah. And then you're not, because there is a, a, an element of self-improvement and like constantly wanting to get better is you're kind of saying right now isn't good enough. I want it to be better. I want to improve. I, I am not good enough. I want to get better. And I just, I feel like 
if you live in the moment, if you can expand and open, I don't know. You just kind of, you, you just, you're going to grow. You're going to, you're still going to expand, but like, you're going to, there's a point I was trying to make there. Well, I, <laughs> I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Like you're going to expand and that's a byproduct of that, mm-hmm. but it's not this measured. I I'm all for like goals, daily affirmations. You know, you, you, we've talked in here, you know, you made fun of me about trying to whiteboard, how to like brainstorm on a whiteboard, how to like, you know, improve something about myself. Like yeah, I'm all for yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's all by comparison to something. There's a goal in sight and it's like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. So here are the things I'm going to do to lose 20 pounds. Here's what I'm going to consume. Here's what I'm going to do to exercise. Here's what I'm going to But there's also some value in that in that just being present, the the need to improve or to grow mm. or to compare. I, I guess all this is like is all rooted in some kind of comparison. Mm. And if you're, if you are eternally in that like present moment, there's nothing to compare it to. Cause that's all you have. All you have is that present moment. So suddenly, you know, these weird things like competition and comparison and feeling less than, and feeling like you're not good enough or feeling like you're better than suddenly that like falls away. Cause it's like, well, what am I comparing it to? This is the only thing I have right now is all I can use as a frame of reference. Mm-hmm. And right now I feel things are good. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. There's an element of, can I get back and forth on this too? Cause you think about manifesting or setting goals or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, maybe it's kind of an element of you set a, t- you know, you, you're, you man, think about a goal you want to achieve. Think about where you want to go and then let that feeling go and then live your life you know, and don't always have your goal in mind where it's like, I I want because then you're always feeling like, let's just say, let's throw out a goal. I want a goal that I want a better job. And you kind of let that goal go out in the universe, feel what it feels like to have that better job, whatever, you know, with manifesting, but then you go about your day and try to live fully in the moment and embrace your current situation. Because I feel like then if you're always having that, uh, like, if you're constantly thinking about, oh, I just wish my my next job were better, this, you're not living in the moment. And it's taking, it's something you're doing it. It's a wish. It's something that's taking you out of the present moment. So maybe there's something about, because I, I struggle with this a lot of like yeah. just surrendering to the flow or then, because I was having a meditation once. Um, I've talked to you about my rape addiction, right? Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you talked to me about it. We haven't talked on the podcast about it, but I think it's a real deal. Um, I mean, I do it. I do it daily, sometimes twice a day, depending on the day. And then yesterday I woke up and I'm like, you know, my nose was going kind of crazy. And I was like, okay, today I'm not doing rape. You know, by 10 AM I did some yoga and it's like, you know what? Your nose is fine. Do some rape. <laughs> um, but there, there was a moment when I was feeling through some fear or something and just kind of like in, in, in a very meditative state, wondering how I can flow more. And I kind of got this feeling of like the universe was saying, we're here to take care of you, but like, tell us what you want, you know, help us out here. We can help you manifest something, but what do you want to manifest? You know? 
Hey oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey guy. <laughs> what do you want to manifest? Hey, strawberry milkshakes. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're back in my weight room. You're back in the weight room with the guy who just graduated being like, Hey guys, what's happening? What's happening? How you hey, doing? What's happening? Hey guy. Anyway, didn't mean to what interrupt you, you, but every time you say what guy, type of I think about it. What do you want, guy? What type of milkshake do you want? Well, this one's called raspberry delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I haven't had a fresh raspberry milkshake in a long time. Yeah, that sounded good, huh? When I yeah, said that, I was like, right. oh shit, I kind of want a raspberry milkshake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then I get in that whole thing of like, okay, well, if I'm telling the universe what I want, am I really surrendering to the flow of it? Mm. And my ego, no matter what, is probably not going to... The universe has knows me better than I feel like I know myself. And so it's going to, it's going to know, like, I could never have dreamed we'd be right now here on the podcast. That's something I wouldn't have manifested back then because I wouldn't have done it. But then on all the cool people we've we've met, there's no way I could have manifested all that or, or thought about that. The universe has made it, has given more than I would have expected in that way. Right. And so, yeah, I struggle with that. I don't, I don't know if we were really talking about this topic, but I'm just, I'm just like, how much do you set a goal and then how much do you surrender to the flow? Right. Yeah. I, if and, you have the answer to that question, I, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's the answer to life because I mean, I keep thinking like, Oh, it, you know, I go, you know, I, I struggle. We, we talk about du- the duality a lot on here, you know, and that that's another thing I've been struggling with lately is, is like, I get into this thing of like, oh, it doesn't matter. No, nothing matters. Like what really when we're talking about, like it, it, it does not matter. But then I get into the same headspace of being like, well, it matters to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, which is true. Does it not matter or does it matter? And the, and, the, and the key is, well, it matters to me. And what I've been thinking lately is, is like maybe focus on the things that, um, it matters to we, it, ma- it matters to us, right? So mm. if we look at us, us as human, uh, us as a collective consciousness, it's like, well, there are things that matter to us. You know, the, 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 the proliferation of our species, I think matters. And then we have to define what that means. And I'm not going to get, I'm not going to go further than that, Mike, because there's political beliefs that believe how that, how that manifests yeah. itself are very different, but at least we're all, at least we all have the same goal of, Oh, this matters to us, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm wanting you to Damn. tap into your wisdom to tell me the answer to like huh. the difference between, okay, here are my stated goals. Here's what I want to manifest. Here's my specifics. I've they're smart goals. So I've got their specific, measurable, attainable, yeah. related, all that kind of shit. I think I did the R wrong. What's the R on smart goals? I in what the smart goals. Oh, hell if I know. Specific, <laughs> measurable. Uh, t- man, I'm a little tipsy right now. So recorded? I can't remember. What's you that? Re- you have to record it or I don't think it's recorded. It might be. Oh. Shit. All right. Well, the first, anyway. hey, the first lucky listener who notifies yeah. us with the R and smart goals will win a chance to have their message read on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Since that. that becomes this whole thing of like making it about us. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> but I like where you're going with this because um, 
I don't have the answer. And I think that's, I think that's the whole part of the masculine feminine balance. You know, the masculine wants to drive ahead, wants to set goals, wants to point the direction and the feminine receives. And I, I think what I can say is we were all brought up in such a masculine culture, a masculine society, whether it's the Mormon church, whether it's uh, corporate America, we were, we were, t- and the public education system or it, most education systems that teach us to use our minds, to set goals, to work harder, to, to strive more, right? All of that. And so for most, for all of us listening, we need more feminine in there. We need more surrender. And now there, there's a time for goal setting and maybe that's what it is. It's you, it, I set a goal, I set an intention and then I let it, let it go. And then I live my life. For, for the majority of my day, I'm living, I'm flowing, I'm surrendering, except, except for specific moments where I'm meditating and maybe, you know, setting a goal. I don't know. Man, that's so interesting. Even hearing you say, like, you're talking about the, like, surrendering, like the art, you know, there's a book, The Art of Surrendering, or yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just made that up. But no, I read it. Yeah, that was a good okay. book. Yeah. <laughs> where you basically surrendered like, to the flow of life and yeah. life manifested beautifully for him in, in like ways that would blow your mind. But, but here's the thing, when you're talking about that, that imbalance of the masculine and the feminine, I mean, this is, maybe I'm saying too much about myself here, but like, that's where my toxic masculinity like gets the better of me. Cause even the word surrender to me sounds like, fuck that surrender. All yeah. the quitters yeah. surrender. You know, it's like <laughs> when I think of surrender, I think of like, uh, you know, the French surrendering to Hitler when they marched into Paris and stuff like it's like it, 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 it's such a it's such a trigger word for me. Yeah. Even the concept of not even not even the act of surrendering to when I was Mormon, surrendering to surrendering to God's will. Now that we're talking about this stuff is surrendering to the flow of the universe. All of that. It's like, but what? But but it matters to me. I need to take control. Yeah. I got to, it's after everything I can do and it's my own destiny and I got to take it by the bull by the horns and all that kind of stuff. It's a fucking trip, man. It's a hard yeah. thing to balance. I need well, more feminine in my life. That's what it comes what down say, to. Though, yeah. More feminine. I think, I think it's because there's a fear that surrender also means giving up or giving up our power. Um, um and I, but I think there's a difference between, I'm trying to think of the word. What's another word for like giving up, uh, Forfeit. What's that? You see, you see what I'm saying? Like I'm saying well, forfeit. forfeit's like a surrender too. Give um, up, surrender. Maybe it's feeling like apathetic or like hopeless. You know, there's a feeling of like, I can't win. So why might as well not try. Whereas surrender is a much higher vibrational act of no, I am in my power. I have all the power. I choose to give it up. I choose to lay down my sword, right? But I have my sword. I'm choosing to lay it down. And that's, that's the difference between just not even wanting to fight or feeling hopeless, defeated. And maybe that's where we get scared of if we, that, I don't know. Or it's just the fear of that we, when you do lay down your sword, what happens next? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get slaughtered by the, the Lamanite. I mean, you're, you're mm-hmm. like that brings up for me, my least favorite story from the book of Mormon, which yes. is the one with the anti Nephi Lehi's 
are yeah. like, listen, we took a, we, 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 we took a vow that we will never again raise our weapons. You know, we buried them in the earth and we're, that's your least favorite story. That's a fucking great story. <laughs> I, dude, I fucking hated that story. I mean, honestly, even as a, even as a like book of Mormon and Bible thumping all in true believer, I, there was something in me and God, I'm, I'm revealing a lot of shit about myself today, but like, there was something in me that was like, these people are being slaughtered. Remember they like lay prostrate, prostrate on the ground and Uh they get slaughtered. And then finally, after God knows how many were slaughtered, the, the, the Lamanites or whoever was, you know, the bad guy in that situation was like, Oh man, these, these dudes aren't even like fighting back. This feels a little bit one-sided. It feels a little lopsided. And I kind of now feel bad about killing these dudes. Even then I was like, yeah, but how many people had to die for that? Because they surrendered because they gave up because they were like, Oh no, I'm not going to try to fight. And as a, as a kid and as a young man, and as an adult, I was like, man, if I'd have been there, I'd have been swinging my battle axe. It's like, what fucking battle axe are you talking about, Doug? I don't think you could even lift a battle axe. Why are you talking about going around killing? That You're doing the same thing they're doing. You're killing Lamanites. Anyway, <laughs> side note there. I love that we fit in a Book of Mormon story in there. It's one of our well, we had to do something that. Mormon, right? Mormons on mushrooms. I know. Yeah. We got there. Um, it actually brought me back to another Rape session I was doing. And... <laughs> It was this feeling of, and it relates to the podcast. It relates to where I want my next phase to go. I don't know. It's kind of like this feeling of if you really surrendered, if you jumped in, the universe is going to catch you. So all this is to kind of guide right now. Your ego needs more steps. It needs more reassurance. It needs guides on the way. It needs a therapist that's going to tell you this. It needs Doug, your best friend who you can talk to every week. It needs, um, reassurances from people that yes, you can take this path. Yes, you can jump, jump, jump. But if you just did it, it would also, it, you know, like if you chose to jump further, it's just going to catch you further. She's going to catch you further. Oh, dude. I love that. Yeah, but then it was like, whoa, that's scary. And then it gets into, okay, so you're saying if I went and just throw all my money on black on in Vegas, that I would I would surrender and I would win? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's... The, the universe is chaotic, but it, it it's probably better odds than a game of chance, right? That's like, probably uh, right, right. And so that's where... But that's, I think that's where my ego came in afterwards saying... What's what's the difference between this and going selling all your possessions and living in a van by the river and all that? Or maybe Which, that's what you what I should do. <laughs> I, I mean, I posed a story about uh, my wife and I doing that, doing that like uh, whatever it was like a newlyweds game type of deal. You have to ask, you have to answer questions about the other one. I've told you that story, haven't I? Or she was like, so the question was, time to tell it again, whatever it is. The que- yeah. I, the question I, was, if your spouse was not married to you, where would they be? Yeah. What, what would their life look like? Yeah. And we were the last on the row. So like all these great answers, you know, the husband's like, oh, you know, whatever. And the, and the wife was like, oh no, he'd be like a, he'd be a movie star. He'd be a, a famous musician. He'd be married to some bombshell wife living in, in uh, California. Like all of these great answers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it got to me and my wife's answer was, well, I, I answered honestly, like if Doug was not married to me, he would be jobless 
homeless. He would have a van and he would just travel around the country, like begging for food. And everybody laughed. Everybody had a good time. And I laughed and it was like a funny joke, but like, that's a true statement. I mean, that, that's a very true statement that she made. And it was like a damning, it was a damning indictment of my, of where my, um, inspiration comes from, where, where my incentive comes from. My incentive comes to try to provide a good life for my, my family. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm like, dude, I, I get by Mike, you've been with me. I, I can get by. I'll be fine. <laughs> like, I'll, we'll, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's not an indictment, but you can also see it as a beautiful thing that within you is, I mean, you, you, you sent me something once, which was the Jungian archetypes. And this was months ago. And you're like, which, which one do you feel like I oh, am? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And is the explorer one of them or the wanderer? Yeah, something I'm like that. You're definitely that one. And I think there's an element of that. It's not that you would have no drive. It's that there's, a, I feel like inside of you is a calling to wander, explore, meet people. Like, go out and adventure. Yeah. And she sees that side of you that you wouldn't be, you know, in a job. It's like the whole, she sees you going out and traveling around. I don't know. Just being a bum. Like I, my wife literally, my wife literally thinks that not only do I look like a bum, I am a bum. Like I'm a, (laughs) I'm a full blown like hobo. That's what she thinks. That's fine. Hey, so I have a question for what you were talking about earlier. So you're standing on the edge of this cliff and you're saying, I'm going to jump into the void and let the universe decide. Right. Yeah. And is the difference between you jumping and you inevitably being pushed off is the difference, just the illusion of choice. Like, is it just the, is it just, does it just come down to that? Even when we're talking about surrender, even when we're talking about giving over our will to the will of just like, like jumping into that flow and just, and just riding that wave. Is it the illusion of choice or is there something more to it than that? Uh, Such a good question. Cause I feel like it brings me back a little bit to a mushroom trip I had a while back where I think I was, I think I even mentioned on the podcast where I was feeling a lot of anxiety and stress. And then I saw this, I saw something, I saw a feminine image and she was like, you humans are so cute to borrow that phrase, right? That like you, you resist and that's when you suffer. Ooh. If you just jumped, it's not pain. You know, that's, that's more exhilarating than someone pushing you from behind. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of something I heard once about karma. You know, people think, oh, I'm going to get bad karma or what are the repercussions of this? You know, the karma is out to punish you. Karma is a bitch, right? And I forgot who it was. I wish I could tell, say who said this, but um, no, karma is not a bitch. Karma pushes you on your dharma. Ooh. So it's like, yeah, if you do something that's off your path, karma will come back to try to push you, to nudge you, to push you off that cliff, to push you down the river. And, and I feel like there's an element of the more we're, we're willing to surrender to that flow, the more she doesn't have to push us, the more she doesn't have to, you know, create these events that will push us more along those paths. We'll just be on that path. Oh, I love that. 
So I, maybe, so maybe there's both. Yeah, but that's something I struggle with. But um, I guess that's what I'm kind of feeling now. It's like, I don't know if we have much of a choice, but the 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 degree to which we are able to surrender to whatever that code is inside of us, that acorn, the soul, then we're going to enjoy life more. We're going to enjoy the ride more. I mean, we might as well. Might as well. We're on it. (laughs) Yeah. About last I checked, we don't have a choice of, of, of we're here. And as long as we're here, we might as well see if we can do something to make it enjoyable, make it blissful, make it something that we want to be doing. Right. I've, I've, I've probably given too much information about my disagreement with that statement in the past. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're here, so why not just, uh, dance and flow and get your hula hoop on and get your, uh, crazy glitter face and have a, a funny outfit, dress like a butterfly and just spin in circles and just dance along the cosmos. Right. I mean, why not? Yeah. We, do what you want to do. Live how you do, want it, do it. If you want to do it, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. <laughs> But give the people who are doing it a break. Like they just want to do that. They're they're not trying to prove anything. They're not trying to, you know, stick it to you or or you know throw it in your face that they're free and you're not. They're just they're just enjoying themselves, right? Yeah. And if you hate that they're enjoying it, maybe it's because you want to enjoy it. You know. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Damn, dude. Damn. I'm feeling the spirit. I am too. <laughs> We need to do more of these, just me and you. I mean, yeah. I love everyone. I love all the guests. I love Shalice. I love all of it. I mean, just love, love, just like we're Mike and Doug time, you know? Dude, let's do it. Let's do a Shalice appreciation thread for a second here, if that's cool. Please. Please. Like, we don't get to tell her this because she's on the thing with us, and usually we're interviewing somebody, you know? But speaking of having, like, just like surrendering to the will of the universe. We don't deserve Shalice. No. She, she fell into our lap (laughs) and there are so many times, uh, when one of either you or I, or a guest will kind of go off on a tangent, like some big long diatribe. And I, I can see in your face feeling the same thing that I'm feeling, which is, I don't know how to bring, I don't know. I don't know where we are. I, I don't, I do not know yeah. how to bring the conversation back to anything that makes any kind of sense. And Shalice has a gift with that. She does. Like Shalice really can take anything. Like I could talk right now about monkeys eating bananas and Shalice would bring that back to freedom and how we all exist as a common, like collect, like as a collective consciousness and how, and then she'll give like an anecdote from her own life. Dude, we do not, we do not deserve Shalice. She's fucking radical. And even this on the podcast, but when you think of like, um, how much she engages with the people, you know, our Facebook community, how how she engages with her own uh, followers on Instagram. And she's got plenty of them. She's got like 150,000 followers. Yeah. I mean, I think I was like even, uh, 
seeking advice from her yesterday because when people reach out, I want to respond to all of them. You know, people send emails, people send, and I was just feeling overwhelmed by it. And she, I don't know, she gave me some good encouragement. And, um, and then I was kind of thinking, how do you do it when you have like 50 times more? <laughs> like, but she manages to, yeah. Um, we do not deserve her. I don't know what happened, but I'm grateful we have her. I'm grateful she's on this journey with us because the wisdom she brings and the energy she brings. And it's been great to have a little, uh, just, I was going to say threesome. <laughs> <laughs> Trio. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I never had, I never had a sister. I know you have sister. I never had a sister, but like, I would be so lucky for my, my sons to have a sister like Shalit. Like she's, yeah. she's fucking awesome, man. It's everybody, man. It's everybody. Like, I mean, obviously Shalise, but like just people, you and I can't do that. I, I don't know. I don't listen. You're, you do a lot, Mike. Uh, I, I feel like, a you know, I've told you this a number of times that I'm kind of a piece of shit cause I'm not very involved as far as like the social media stuff. And there was that, um, inner child meditation thing yesterday that I couldn't make it to. And, and that kind of thing. Well, I'm Christy amazed by it on that though. Christy, that what's, was, that was what's really that? good. Christy did a fabulous job there. It was so, yeah. it was good. Great little reset on a Friday. Yeah. It sounded like it was amazing. I wish I was there, but anyway, I'm just trying to say like you, you, you do a ton. I'm, I'm a, I am a freeloader and I'm okay to have hitched my wagon to your star because speaking of manifesting, I mean, this thing is all, I mean, this thing is like you. I, I, I think, I think that for the most part, people tune in or get involved on the, on the different, you know, social medias. Because Mike, you are a walking, talking source of pure love, light, and energy. And it's like that, obviously that's, that's why I'm always wanting to be around you. And I get it. That's why everybody else loves you so much. Like my brother and I were talking, it's like, have you ever, could you even imagine a person who did not unabashedly love Mike? And my brother was like, no, I can't even imagine what that person would look like. I, I don't even know who that person could possibly be. You just radiate love, dude. I don't know. I, I'm just feeling a lot of, you know, blame it on the trip I had yesterday, but I'm feeling a lot of love for a lot of the people in my life that facilitate me having a pretty fucking easy life. And, uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into my wife or mom because they're the number ones, but like you and Shalise fucking knock it out of the park to, to use a sport that I don't even give a crap about analogy. <laughs> oh, baseball knock fucking cares. <laughs> yeah. Real slam yeah. dunk. I mean, Doug, you're glowing from your trip yesterday. I can well, see uh, Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Mushrooms. I mean, that's, that's it. That's, uh, you know, yeah. It's and funny. Doug, we, all uh, right, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to give me a moment here. Just, <laughs> I was going to say that, um, I mean, you say that a lot that, um, one, you know, I love doing the Instagram stuff, right? It's not like, I mean, I, well, me, I'm doing the Instagram. It's like, Oh, what do I get to post on Instagram today? It's a great little thing. You know, <laughs> I love that. We make a good team. And this is our baby. And I love it's, I couldn't do it with anyone else. You know, I've, it, it's your, it's your baby. Every, so much of it is mine. 
And you've been here yeah. with all of it. And the presence you bring, the way you hold space for people, it's a beautiful thing to witness. And not many people have that gift to be like this person that they that just can hold space for so many. And you see it professionally and also here. They can just be a presence and hold space for so many people. And when you see it one-on-one on an interview, the amount of love you bring, it's... <sighs> I'm glad I have a front row seat to it, you know? Oh, man. Every week. And I, I, I love that we just gave a love fest there because you know what? I do too, man. I, I thank you. And I love you, Mike. Like I just, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many episodes we've done, but we're, we're, we're approaching 50. Here's to 500 more. I, I, I this has been good for my soul today because sometimes Same. going into interview mode. I, you know, we were racking our brains, making sure we're asking the right questions, keeping track of the conversation. Um, you know, trying to, trying to present something that is worthy, pr- present something that people can get something out of. And today I'm getting a lot out of this. Like this is maybe just for me and you and I, I you know, whether, whether this even becomes an episode or not, I just, I fucking love you, man. I don't know. I just, <laughs> you had to say that didn't you? <laughs> I did. We, we had to caveat whether this becomes an episode, whether we, whether we release this or not. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're going to release it. I mean, uh, and sorry, I ruined the moment because I love you too, buddy. <laughs> I think we should, I think we should get a place together, see where things go. <laughs> I, mean, we should, right? I think everyone's like, get a room already, you know, but whatever. I know this is probably yeah. too much, but I don't know. It was good for my soul, man. I needed it today. Um, Yesterday was a roller coaster for me. And as you know, my life has been fucking weird lately as far as like uh, floods and water pumps and electricity and asbestos and my child almost died and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yesterday I went into the depths and I, and it's, it's, it's telling that out of those depths, uh, I, I just wanted to talk to you. So there, mm-hmm. there's that, you know, I, th- this was very good for me. Thank you. Same, same buddy. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Mormons on Mushrooms podcast. We have so much fun recording it. And if you love it, we would absolutely love it. If you could leave a review on wherever you get your podcasts, it would really help our visibility. So more people can listen to it and be enlightened and hear our crazy stories. So thanks again for tuning in.